the Brown Girl Bible, where we create a space to explore how faith intersects in our lives as brown girls. In 2020, we are going through the Bible in a year, and we're sharing fun Christian lifestyle content. So even if you didn't start our Bible reading plan with us on January 1st, that's okay. Just jump right in with us today. Look um, in our show notes below and find our reading plan. We're reading the Bible in order. We're reading the Bible chronologically. Of course, Brown Girl Bible is not just for brown girls. Everyone is welcome. So come on in. Let's go. My name is Taylor James, and typically I will be here with my beautiful, wonderful co-host, Lauren James, who is my sister. But today we have a very, very special guest, my good friend, Dominique Bradbury. Say hi, Dom. Hello. Let's get the party started. Yes, I'm so excited. (laughs) Yes, we have so much energy. I'm pumped. I know. I, I normally don't have energy like in the evening, but I'm so excited. That has to be the Lord. <laughs> so every once in a while, we do an Honesty Hour podcast segment where we get really real with you guys about various aspects of life. Dom is not even 30 and she's already going on almost half a decade of marriage. So she's here to fill us in on the one skill that we should not neglect as we are preparing for marriage. I'm still single. And so I literally gleam from Dom in this subject. So I'm super, super pumped. So whether you're single, dating, or already married, this will be so helpful for you. I promise you. So Dom, welcome. How are you? How's your day? Oh my goodness. I'm doing so well. As you were talking and as we're recording this podcast, I'm like, we basically raised our babies together because yes. Reagan and Liam are like the same age. And I'm just Literally. like, we talk all the time. And let's not forget how you were in my wedding crazy i was literally in your wedding it's, it's so my crazy. wedding oh my goodness and yes. the fact that you said half a decade i was just like that's crazy doesn't that sound long it is long because we are celebrating five years this year Yes, you guys are. So, Dom, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us your age, who, you know, your family dynamics, where you from. Absolutely. So, as Taylor mentioned, my name is Dominique Bradbury, and I am a homemaking educator. And what that means is that I help women ditch the overwhelm and learn how to manage their homes unto the glory of God. I'm 29 years old, and I am originally from the East Coast. I'm a Jersey girl all the way, and I'm married to my amazing husband, I'm going on five years, Cornell, and we have two sweet little boys, Judah and Liam. Yes, you are a boy mom. Oh my goodness. All the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I wanted I wanted a boy, but I got a girl. It's okay. I love my baby girl. Yes. <laughs> so Dom, where can we find you online? Absolutely. So um if you're tuning into this podcast, I would love to see who you are. So feel free to um find me on Instagram at Dominique Bradbury and tag me in your Instagram stories. I love hanging out there. Shoot me a DM. We can chat it up. Um, Or you can find out more about what I do at momonfire.co. Yes. So check her out. Absolutely. It's so crazy. So, Dom, I think I've known you since, what, 2013? When did you move to Ohio? Yes. So I moved to Ohio summer of 2000. Yeah, summer of 2013. And I think that you and I met probably like, probably like a year, like during that time. 
Yes, absolutely. And I know that when we met, like we just hit it off instantly. We both were at the same church at the time. And when we met, we just hit it off instantly. We have gone, we go way, way back. And now, like Dom said, we um, we both have children. We just had kids like five months ago. And she already had a son um, three years ago. So yeah, we have just been walking through life together. I was a bridesmaid at her wedding. So I've had the honor of seeing her go from her complete journey in her relationship from literally completely single um to courtship and to marriage so it's been uh really really awesome so tell us really quickly about the whole process about how you and your husband met and came to be husband and wife just real briefly absolutely so um cornell and i uh, met at our church at the time and um we were just kind of like associates you know we weren't really friends but you know we just kind of said hi and bye to each other whenever we would see one another and um uh, there uh, during this time there was um, almost like the uh, church anniversary going on during this time, and me and him were working kind of closely to try to get together almost like this um, open mic night, if you will, during that week. And um, during that time, I guess you can say that we started to to talk more, but it was definitely nothing like oh, like I like him, he liked me, like that sort of thing. It was very business. If you if any if you're listening to this and you know my husband, you know that he he comes off as being super serious, super business, yeah. like just straight <laughs> cut, like let's get it done and then move on with our lives. And that was kind of our relationship at the time. But I started noticing um, that there was definitely a a connection between us and I started avoiding him. Um, (laughs) And of course, absolutely. Because I didn't want him to, to see that, like, or to feel what I was feeling, Uh (laughs) if you will. So I started avoiding him a little bit. And also ironically, he was avoiding me too. And I remember one day I was at work and, um, at this time I was, I was working from home and he called me and we were just talking and he was like, hey, you know, I just need to ask you this one thing. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. He's like, are you attracted to me? <laughs> Literally. Oh my God. Yes. Bye, he was Gordo. like, are you, right? Are you attracted to me? And I was like, oh, what did you, what like, did you say to that? What? And then I told him, yes. Yes. Yep, I sure did. Cause I was like, you're not about to get me. Right. So I was just like, yes. And then I said, and here are all the reasons why. And Uh I told him, and then I don't think he was expecting that answer. Uh And he basically told me that he he was also attracted to me as well. And then from there, we got into a courtship, got engaged, and then we got married, had babies, and there you go. (laughs) How long long from when you guys started courting till you got married? Yeah, so we courted for about six months and we were crazy enough to plan a wedding in two months because yeah. we wanted to get married before all of our friends did. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. That was because that crazy year time. so many friends got married. Yeah. So Ooh. we were like, we're gonna get married in two months. And yeah. we did. So we courted for six months, got married in two months. Yes. I need to post um like our wedding your wedding pic like with the bridesmaids on the Instagram. I'm gonna post yes. it. So uh, that is so so exciting. Yeah, I love that. Love you and Cornell. I love the Bradberries. And hopefully <laughs> we'll see you guys in two weeks when I'm in Columbus. 
But yeah, so that transition from single to courtship to marriage happened pretty quickly. So like, was there anything about marriage and living with a man that kind of like shocked you or what was kind of the biggest difference? Um, anything that caught you off guard? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't anything like dramatic. I mean, I think that um, many married couples will um, agree with the whole, you know, your spouse may be used to putting the ketchup in the cabinet and the other one might put their ketchup in the mm, fridge, you know, yeah. and that was, that was one thing for us. I was always used to putting ketchup in the, uh, in the cabinet and he would put it in the fridge. Now mm. the, now the ketchup goes in the fridge um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> or, um, or another thing was uh, where we put our dirty clothes, you know, or just, um, just the general things that you don't necessarily think about when you are living by yourself, um, even down to, um, dang, TJ, I really can't think of anything else. <laughs> so nothing major really kind of like threw you off guard. He was like pretty cool to live with. I would say that he was. The Yay. thing about, yeah, I would say the thing about Cornell was that, I mean, he's not a messy person by any means. Um, now, Granted, he's definitely not like perfect when it comes to the way that he take cares of our house or, you know, his belongings, neither am I. But um, there was nothing that was like super extreme. It was more so like he kind of did his own thing and I kind of did my own thing, too. <laughs> uh-huh, right. Well, that's good. That's that's really, really good. Because I know that like seeing you as a single woman, like the way that you keep your home is super, super like important to you. And it's really good to hear that. I feel like a lot of times like I've never been married, obviously. So like I feel like a lot of times we hear these married couples be like, oh, I lived with this person. and It was just the biggest transition because you're just living with them. And then, it's just, you know, and I'm sure it is a big transition, but it was good. It's good to hear that you guys transition was pretty smooth. Yeah. You see, because I think the thing about it, too, is that when you first become married you're still putting on your best face if that right. makes sense like <laughs> yeah. but it's not until you get into like the third year fourth year where honestly sometimes familiarity may start to creep in a little bit mm -hmm. you know and then before you know it it's like okay instead of me hanging my jacket up like I used to do now I'm just throwing it on the couch you right. know or right. because it's like you know this is my home like we chilling you know but I feel like especially when you first get married or even while you are in that courtship, you, you have on your best, you're on your best behavior. Let's just say that. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So it didn't like the dynamics didn't change until more so like once we kind of became more like more familiar with each other. And that was like, okay, now I'm really showing you like, okay, this is the areas. This is how I am. <laughs> Right. So as, as a wife and even as a single woman, um, what did like keeping your home a certain way did that like kind of bless you as an individual does that help you keep peace of mind does that bless your husband a certain way like does he kind of get irritated if things aren't together like how has that kind of affected your lives yeah so the thing about you know what i say about homemaking and even what the bible says about homemaking is that homemaking has absolutely nothing to do with your spouse mm. and um i and it's interesting to hear that, I'm sure, because a lot of if you look at the culture today and a lot of, you know, things that you may see, um, it, you're going to see homemaker equals um, housewife. 
And that's right. not the case at all. Because when we look at the scripture, um, the commandment to be a homemaker is is for all women. It's not just for married women because of the fact that homemaking is a form of ministry and it's you simply managing your home. It's simply you taking prioritizing the, the needs and the cares of your home. So with yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, and exactly. I feel like homemaking is that one crucial skill that as you prepare for marriage or as you're in marriage, it it just cannot be neglected. Like, and we all can continue to be growing in this area. I feel like homemaking is an area that's so misunderstood. It's undervalued and it could even be overwhelming. And also I think like focusing on the misunderstood part of that statement, like you said, I really feel like when you hear the words homemaking, you hear, Oh, I'm a stay at home mom. Oh, I'm I'm just, you know, at home all the time taking care of my kids. You know, I don't do anything. You know, it's just very misunderstood. So break down for us, like, exactly what is homemaking? You kind of just gave us a definition, but how would you respond? Because I know a lot of people think, okay, homemaking, um, let me just get, like, clean up and I'm good. Like, you know, like, isn't that, isn't it just a cleaning schedule? Like what, (laughs) you know, what is going, what is homemaking? Yes. So the term homemaker, actually, you can find the term homemaker in the new King James version of the Bible. Some versions will even have being a worker at home. I use those terms Mm. interchangeably. Mm -hmm. Um, You can find that in Titus 2, 5, and it's saying how um, older women are to teach the younger women what it means to be workers at home or some translations even say managers of their households or a homemaker. So going back to um, what I said, being a homemaker is actually you being a manager of your home. That says nothing about, you know, manage your home when you have kids, manage your home, right. manage your home when you're married. But no, it's saying women have been given the beautiful gift from God to know how to manage their homes. And the older women are to teach them how to do that. Yes, exactly. That is so, so, so important. And it really um, goes back to the deeper principle of stewardship and like taking care of what's yours. And so like, I know like we were talking once and you were just saying like, homemaking that can be applied like if you share a dorm with two other people like you homemaking you just may be responsible for a corner you know but how do you steward that or you may have a small apartment or you may have your own five bedroom huge house like you know but you know it goes back to that principle of stewardship God is like hey I'm giving you this like how are you going to take care of it yes exactly so it's like one part of homemaking is how are you managing your home but another part of homemaking is also using your home as a tool of evangelism. Um, And what I love too is, so um, Nancy DeMoss Wagamuf, she's the uh, founder of uh, Revive Our Hearts. She's absolutely amazing. And she wrote a book um, and she talks about homemaking. And I love how she says that um, being a homemaker is you releasing a taste of heaven in your home. And I feel Mm. like that line sums up completely what we are doing as homemakers is that we are releasing a taste of heaven in our home. So it's one part managing your home, but then there's also another part of where you're actually using your home as a place of evangelism or even your dorm as a place of evangelism. Mm. So that may look like you may be hosting a small group in your dorm. Mm. That's you actually bringing people into your home and allowing the Holy Spirit to encounter them through your home. 
Like, yes. have you ever walked into like a house or a room and you like, you can feel like, like this feels like peace. Like it, yes. like peace has a feeling. Mm-hmm. Chaos has a feeling like, yes. <laughs> you know, and the Holy Spirit has a feeling too. Right. <laughs> and as, as, especially as godly women, I really believe that as we go about managing our homes and creating a place for really what it is, is us creating a place for people to encounter God. Simply put. Wow, that is so, so powerful. It's creating a space where people can encounter God, and that's so huge. And and then when you look at it from that perspective, when you say, oh, this is ministry, like I'm not just vacuuming like to get the dirt off the floor. Like I'm vacuuming unto the Lord to worship him as, as stewardship unto him. I'm, I'm not just cleaning. I'm not just cooking. I'm not just, you know, making my space aesthetically pleasing and orderly um, just – for the fun of it or just so just so that it looks nice like it's way deeper than that and yes that you're preparing huge. a place and that's wow. what god does for us Come he on. said i'm gonna go and prepare a place for you Listen. and that's what we're doing we're preparing a place for our friends to encounter god our family to encounter god our children to encounter god that is really what the heart of homemaking is. It's not so much about having, you know, the Pinterest perfect or the Instagram worthy home. Girl, my house is nowhere near Instagram worthy, but I know that I'm not doing it for the gram, right. but rather I'm doing it because I know that God is looking and it's my ministry that I do unto him. But then people get to experience it through me. Wow, that is actually so, so huge. Wow. This is actually something that I don't think like really was in our notes or anything. But I just want to ask you, like, as far as um, homemaking, as far as like, setting the atmosphere, I guess things that you can't like physically touch or clean or, or do. What are some things that you do spiritually? And even just for like soul health um, that you kind of do that bless yourself and your husband and your children? Um as far as homemaking? Absolutely. So, um, like, okay, let me see how I can answer this because there are certain things that, so I can talk about this two ways. I can either talk about what, um, like how I, for example, pray in my house, for my house, for my family. And I can also talk about like, like the self-care portion of how I take care of me. So that way I can do all the things. (laughs) Yeah. Can you do, can you do both? Yes, absolutely. So um, a part of me setting the atmosphere in my home, now mind you, I'm going to be completely 100. I'm still figuring this all out, Taylor. Um, Like I know that God has given me the message of homemaking, but Mm -hmm. I'm still new in this, you know, Mm -hmm. and I don't have it all figured out and I don't have the words to explain what I'm feeling sometimes. Mm -hmm. So for example, when I go to, um, sometimes on Saturday mornings, let's say, um, I may open the windows in my house. Now, mm. I don't know why I'm doing this, but it's almost like I'm, I need to let some fresh air <laughs> right. into my home, for example. Mm. So I might do that and let out all the, the old air, you know, and mm. um, I might light a candle too. And this is me kind of setting the atmosphere. I, I don't have the words. I don't have a scripture to back up what I'm saying right now. <laughs> But I just know that God is in it in some way. Yeah. And it's like your soul. Like it, those things minister to your soul. Like, yes. Really. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I might do that. Um, also, I have different prayers. Um, 
that I may pray, um, maybe ask the Lord, you know, bless our home, bless our finances, you know, um, Lord, bless the people that will, that will come in and out of my home. You know, may they feel your presence just by being in here. You know, those are simple prayers that I may do. Um, even when I'm in the kitchen, you know, I talk a lot, um, in the academy about practicing the presence of God because it's so easy to look at, okay, I'm going to have my devotional now. I'm going to get my Bible out. I'm going to have my coffee. I'm going to sit in this chair and then that's it. But the thing about that is that that's only putting God in that small segment of your day when Mm. really he's like, I want to have devotion with you all day long. Mm. So for me, I'm also practicing the presence of God as I'm washing dishes, you know, as I'm vacuuming the floors, I'm whispering little prayers, you know, he may drop your name in my spirit, for example. And I'm like, Lord, you know, touch her tonight, you know, touch Taylor today, you know, Mm -hmm. give her grace, you know, with her baby, you know, different things like that. So it's, it's like kind of marrying the two. And then as far as, um, my self-care, my self-care looks like, um, well, I got a newborn. Well, almost. He's kind of coming out of the newborn phase. Yeah. But um, he's now sleeping through the night. Praise Jesus. But Praise prior to that, you know, I wasn't waking up prior to my kids waking up uh, to, you know, get on my knees because I was choosing sleep, just being right. quite honest. But um, I didn't walk into shame in that because your scenes are going to change. So for me, my self-care or my time with the Lord looked like, you know, um, I'm bringing my kids into it now. So now mm-hmm. we're having family devotional at nine o'clock in the morning, you know, and I'm getting right. my breakthrough and the kids getting their breakthrough too, all together. Right. So we might do something like that. But um, my uh, my self-care also, um, so at nine o'clock, usually every night, um, I take 20 minutes and I hop in the shower you know, I take 20 minutes and I do like my meditation. Um, I'll journal out what's going on throughout my day. And then I'll take the last 20 minutes and I'll just read a book, you know. Mm. Um, and this is my way of just kind of filling myself up um, outside of that morning devotional that I'll do with my children. Yeah. Wow. That is so good. And and it's such a blessing to your family just to have a stable household as adults when we hear about people with a lot of trauma you really hear about their households just how they were more turbulent and so you may think it's not just oh I'm I'm playing a song or oh I'm vacuuming or oh I'm cleaning the kitchen it really is creating an environment of peace and that's so 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 important um and, and we see how that affects your family we see how that affects you as a as a married woman and a mom but I want to talk about when you were single because um, I mean and I saw this like so you not there's you can't fake it like I saw it like you were bomb like <laughs> together like really together like this is not just a thing that you're doing for yeah. your husband this is a lifestyle you've been living so explain to us like when you were single kind of how you kept things together like you obviously still had this passion but um what was your single life like in the area of homemaking yeah so um it's so funny you asked me this question because I actually have a screenshot of me creating like a mini schedule on my phone. Um, and this had to be like 2013 or 12 or something. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's the that's the first thing. Even when I was not married, I always made sure that I had a consistent routine or like a consistent schedule that I would follow throughout my day because I recognized that time was the most valuable asset that yes. I have. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make sure that I was being purposeful with my time, but then also making sure that I was able to do all the things that I desired to do. So um, 
when I was unmarried, I would have a schedule that I would follow. Um, and also, um, I would even do certain things as far as like my meal planning is concerned. Mm. So, you know, I would set my weekly budget. I don't know, probably at that time, it could have been like 50 bucks a week or Mm. 75 or something like that. So I would have my little budget set aside and I would have my meals that I would, the same five meals I would probably do all the time. And I would go to the grocery store um, every Friday, get my groceries, come, you know, put them away. And then that was kind of like my schedule. Um, when it came to like cleaning my home, for example, um, Saturdays was like the day where I would, um, do most of my cleaning because I was working full time. So even though I was working full time, um, I reserve, I prefer to reserve all like most of my laundry. I'll say my laundry to like, um, let's say like Saturdays, Mm -hmm. but the key here is that I did have specific tasks that I assigned to different days. And then also I had a daily schedule that I've made sure that I always followed because I wanted to make sure that I was, you know, reading my Bible. I wanted to make sure that I was making time, you know, to, uh, to be a part of a, a small group or to be with my friends, um, or even to, you know, I was, I was still blogging as well when I wasn't married as well. So making time to work on um, my blog as well, but the mm-hmm. schedule for sure was like a non-negotiable for me. Absolutely. And it's so, so crucial. I love how you said time is our most valuable asset. And it's super, super important to steward that. Well, again, going back to the um, going back to stewardship, like it's these are all things that God gives us. And we have the choice that we can waste time or waste, you know, spaces and things like that. Or um, we could steward them really well. And so, you know, when you're talking, you just really reminded me of, you know, we all are so familiar with Proverbs 31 is what we're all trying to be. I'm trying to be a Proverbs 31 woman, blah, blah, blah. But one of the um, phrases that just stick out to me is she watches over the affair, uh, the affairs of her household. And it's like this woman knows what's going on in her home. She's in charge. She's ahead of things. um, And she understands what's going on. I really, really feel like homemaking reflects your own self-esteem and how you feel about yourself. It really, really does. It's one of the ways that you can tell if, um, you know, how valuable you feel you are and how much you actually respect yourself um, because it's a way that you treat yourself. Even if you live alone, say you have your own apartment, you're single or your own room or whatever, if you allow yourself just to live in trash and be unorganized and dirty, and it really kind of speaks to how you feel about yourself. And so whether you're single, you know, and that goes for single and married women. I think also as a single woman, we often think that all married women just have it together and their house is clean all the time and that is mm, not true mm. it's not honey it's <laughs> no not. like i'm on the pod i'm on the podcast now and i can attest that i have two baskets of laundry right now that I need to be put away in our room like just clothes all over the place because homemaking is not about perfection you mm. know god oh, doesn't good. call us to perfection but it's really about the heart posture is your wow. heart committed to honoring god in your home Right. And that's really where it's at. It's not about perfection, but it's about, did you give your best today? And that is so like relieving because one, as a mom, like it takes like, like, like doing things well in your home. It just is so much harder. It really is. than as a single person, yes, it's so much harder. So that's so good to hear because some days I'm like, it's just not getting done. But that's what I was going to ask. Like, what, like, how do you give hope? Like, what would you say to the women out there who are like, I ain't got no schedule. I ain't meal prepping. What is that? Like, I don't even do a budget. Like, 
I don't have a cleaning set. Like, where do I begin? Like, what if someone feels like they're very unorganized? This is, they have no clue how to do this. They don't even really have a desire. Like, what would you say to them? Where can I even start? <laughs> yes. So the first, the first place that we're going to start, because to me, homemaking, yes, you're going to do the things, but it's also about the heart and the mindset. And you touched on it so well, Taylor, when you were talking about um, how you feel about yourself is often reflected in the way that you manage your home. Mm -hmm. So when I work with women, oftentimes I've noticed that the biggest part of managing the home is actually the mind work behind it mm -hmm. all and wow. getting over the procrastination. That's a big one you know, um, which has a lot to do with not honoring ourselves and not honoring the commitments um, that we have made. Because even when we said yes to God, we said yes to following his word. Wow. And the great thing about that too, is that we've been given the Holy Spirit to actually help us with these things. Mm -hmm. So I would say for the woman that says, you know, uh, well, I'm not organized, you know, and I don't, I don't, I don't do well with schedules. I would ask you, well, how is that working for you? Right. Like, how is that work? Like, be really honest with yourself. How is that working for you? Um, and if it's not working for you, are you willing to change mm -hmm. what you have been doing to get a result that you actually desire? And also asking yourself is if how you are managing your time in your home, pleasing to God and getting his thoughts on it, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but the first place that I would say that you can start. This is going to sound so simple. Make your bed. I want you to make your bed <laughs> for a full week yes. and begin to notice how it makes you feel different. Begin to notice how your your space begins to feel different. That is huge. And that sounds so simple, like it takes two seconds, but that it changes your whole <laughs> mind and your whole day. It really does. It does. That's In 2020. Oh, yes. sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I was gonna say that's the first thing. Um, and then I have a number two, but go ahead and say what you were going to say. I was going to say that was one of the things that the Lord really spoke to me in 2020. Like, make your bed every morning. Like, your laundry, like, my struggle is laundry. I'm staring at my laundry right now, and it's mm -hmm. raggedy. But, um, <laughs> you know, I have been making my bed. When I say it just, it, like, makes my room cleaner. It just it clears my mind. Cleaner. Yes. You have a floor full of clothes. Yes. But your bed is made, I'm together. I just, I'm fine. You're so, all the way together. <laughs> yes. So what else would you recommend? Yeah. And then two, um, what I would recommend. So I also do have um, a planner available um, at mamafire.co forward slash planner. And what's great is that this planner will give you like a day at a glance. And I can guarantee if you just take 10 minutes to fill this out the night before, this is gonna help your day run so much smoother because also managing your home has to do a lot with managing your time. Mm. So with this planner, you know, you can write down um, what you're reading in the Bible, what you're gonna be praying about. I only want you to put like three tasks that you're gonna do for the day. Yeah. And I don't want those tasks to go past 30 minutes. Mm. So wow. three, pick three tasks that you can do and make sure that those tasks can fit within 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Now, if those tasks cannot fit in 30 minutes, I'm gonna have you move one of those to another day. So that way you are not overwhelming yourself because we can do that when we're trying to get all the things done. I want you to make sure that you're not overwhelming yourself, only do what, what you can do in 30 minutes. And I'm gonna have you set your timer as well. Mm -hmm. Like set your timer for 30 minutes, get those things done. When your timer goes off, you're done for the day. You're done. 
Yes, that is so perfect. Oh my gosh. And I would call that a successful day. And then, you know, we can jump into the routines and stuff like that. But that, if you can nail that, we can move on to the other things. That is actually so huge. I'm going to start doing that. I'm, I'm super excited to, <laughs> to start the Academy because I'm like, I know this is what I'm supposed to do in this season, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. But th- I just love that this is so, so helpful. I love how applicable it is to every single woman, no matter what season of life, no matter if you're working, no matter if you're a mom, no matter if you're single, whatever, I'm working outside of the home or whether you stay at home, whatever that may be. One of the big things that, um, that the Lord really has been putting on my heart as a single woman I feel like as single women this would be a really good thing for us to take away but it's live like you're planning to marry and if you if you have a desire to get married and the um focus there is not to say okay where's my man let me sit here and think about my man all day but I began to have these realizations as I was reading uh one of these books that I'm reading and I the Lord was like if your future husband was to walk into your bathroom right now would you be embarrassed you know, and I was like, oh, shoot, you know, like if he were to walk into your room, not like, would you be embarrassed? Not like, OK, my bathroom needs to be spotless every moment and I can't have one piece of laundry. You know, that's not realistic and that's not. But like, is it is it together a little bit like, you know, and I was really stood there in that moment like. I would be so, I would be sick. Like I would be so embarrassed and it's not about the man, but it's about being integral. I want to be the same person when no one's looking or when everyone's looking. If someone were to bring a camera into my bathroom right now, I want to, I want to be proud of that space. Even if it's not perfectly spick and span, I want to be proud of that space. And I want to be a woman of integrity. I don't want to be like, Oh, somebody's coming over. My bathroom's never clean. Let me hurry up and clean it. Like, no, I just want to be like, this is who I am as a woman. I'm a clean person I'm together I respect my spaces I respect myself and that's just what it is we all have crazy moments and crazy days so let's not even get on the whole like you said the perfection that's out the window like yes. no one's doing that especially when you have kids that's over with like <laughs> no and you know one thing this is now this is going to seal the deal the thing about you know I think it's so important that if you are not married yet to get you need to get this now mm-hmm. and um i think about the scripture um revelation nineteen seven. it says let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory for the wedding of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready ready yes she's ready made We're herself ready, ready honey. so yes. so we prepare ourselves and make ourselves ready to meet the lord the same way we prepare and meet ourselves uh, and prepare and get ourselves together to meet our husbands as well. Mm-hmm. We don't wait until the wedding day, right. you know, but it says the bride has made herself ready, which means that she took the time to prepare herself before the wedding day, before the Lord actually comes back. We make ourselves ready. We make sure that there's oil in our lamps. So that way, when the bridegroom comes, we don't got to run back and try to get our stuff together. Exactly. But we're like, we've been here. And that's exactly how I was so, so ready and easily able to transition into um, even married life because I was making myself ready while I was not married yet. Mm -hmm. Even when I was, you know, when I had roommates, I actually, my roommates, if they're listening to this, they can attest to this, that I even had made like a schedule, a cleaning schedule for the whole house. Mm -hmm. So once again, taking that role as being manager of my home. Yes. And I said, 
this person is going to do this task. This person is going to do this task. This person is going to do this task because we all live in a house together. So we all contribute. It's not just one person doing all the work, but it's like, no, I'm going to take the role as the manager and I'm going to give everyone different tasks and we all contribute to the affairs of our home. Yes, that is so huge. And I love that. Like you said, even in your singleness, when you live with um, some other girls, like you still had that same mindset, that same desire. And that is, like you said, it's the heart posture and it flows into really every area um, of your life. Um, I'm really, I was really reminded of just um, the pretty popular verse, Colossians 3.23, and whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not to men. Um, Whatever you are doing, let your hearts be in your work as a thing done for the Lord and not for men. And if you don't think homeworking, I mean, homemaking is work, it is. It is. is. That's why it's so hard. (laughs) That's why why it's hard. Yep. It is. Yes, it's ministry. And that's why it's not about a husband. It's not about um, children. Um, They are going to benefit from that, just like they'll benefit from every time you're obedient to the Lord and you walk as you're called to do. Um, But it's about obedience unto the Lord. Yes. Um, So that's that's crucial. Yeah, we do it for him. And, you know, we'll stand before the Lord. And when when we all we all will stand before the Lord and give account to how we live that our lives and he will reward us. I really believe that God will reward us for the way that we manage our homes. Yes. Like in the way that we took care of our families. Yes. And not to go on a tangent, but I just feel so passionate because today in culture, like it's uh, homemaking is just not as valued. It's like everything is like, can you start a business? Are you starting a blog? Are you making six figures? Like, are you traveling the world? Like, people don't see taking care of your home, take and even um, if for married people take care of their home, taking care of your husband and your children as valuable work. Like, yes. people do not see that anymore, and they and and people are like, oh, I don't want to have kids. I want to go travel, which is fine. You can do that, and everyone doesn't have to want to have kids either. Right. But seeing the value of the home and the family unit, which I don't know, I can go on a tangent about that for forever. So I. I'll spare you all but there is value in that do not let people make you feel bad if your goal is to be a stay-at-home mom your, your goal does not have to be to, to be a ceo to make seven figures by the time you're 35 like stop like my like if your goal is to be a stay-at-home mom do it and do it unto the lord absolutely do it and do it as unto the lord because it's still ministry Yes, you know so whether and that's another thing too i have like so many things like i'm against i'm against the whole stay at home mom work at home mom i'm like listen we are all moms and we're all working we're all at home with our kids right you know and it's all ministry unto god so like taylor said even if you want to be a stay-at-home mom own that if you want to be a ceo own that but do not neglect the affairs of your home we're all called to do it we're all called to do it so Dom, when did you kind of like, so you've kind of always, not always, but you know, in your adult years, you've uh, lived this lifestyle. You've had a passion for homemaking. When did you begin to realize that other women like needed help in this area as well? Yeah. So funny thing about that is, so I, um, definitely type one Enneagram to the, to the bone. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and I've, I've quite honestly have been this way. Um, but I didn't really start helping women with this task. Like, 
like I've once heard someone say that sometimes you're so close to your genius that you don't even know that like this is actually a mm, gift of yours. Yeah. And um, for me, I've always really been into just, I guess you can say the time management piece. So time mm-hmm. management, I think is so important and it's always been a part of my life. And when I um, became a mom, time management was really important. Mm -hmm. yes super duper important wow and um i actually just started kind of like creating like my own personal resources so if you follow me on my instagram you may notice that like i'll post like um a template for you know organizing your day or Mm -hmm. here's my template for how i pray here's a template for how i do xyz i started creating all these different templates and i started sharing it with my mom friends and i remember people started reaching out to me and they were like, Hey, can you help me create like a schedule? Like my time is all over the place. I've even had, um, ministry leader, um, ministry leaders reach out to me and ask me if I can help them Mm. with their time. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, sure. You know, no problem. I can help you with your time. Um, and I would even recommend that they cut things out of their time because your schedule should not be booked back to back to back. Mm, I'm not for that. Um, and I would show them how they can actually structure their time. And I would send them a schedule they would edit it and I would kind of revise it for them and I was like hey you know what because so many people are asking me to do this how about I record myself doing this and I'm Mm -hmm. going to send it to people so that way they can have access to it as well and that's how the academy came about wow yes so tell us about the mom on fire academy first of all I'm super excited about it because I'm about to sign up. So can you just tell (laughs) us a little bit about the Mom on Fire Academy? Um, And just for clarity, Mom on Fire is not just for women who have birthed children. (laughs) No, absolutely not. Mom on Fire is kind of, I kind of look at Mom on Fire like my avatar because like, honestly, like though you're probably going to go to my website and you'll see my face there. I don't really like showing my face that much. Um, (laughs) I just kind of have to because of the kind of work that I do, but mama fire is just basically like my avatar. Like I am mama fire, if you will. Yeah, right. And I would hope that other women would identify as mama fire one day as well. But Mm -hmm. the Academy is definitely for both unmarried and unmarried women. Anyone who desires to learn how to manage their home unto the glory of God. So basically what the Academy is, it's a online Academy where um, you will have access to um, first off my routines that rewards framework, which is um, a step-by-step tutorial showing you how you can actually manage your time more effectively and also, I teach women how to create their daily schedule. Um, and then also in the academy, I have multiple courses ranging from meal plans to managing your to-do list, um, understanding biblical home management. So a lot of what we went through today, knowing the why behind the what that you're going to be doing. Um, and then also um, we have different guest experts coming in um, because I can't teach on every subject, you know, but there are right. so many other Things that we deal with as women from knowing how to love our spouse as well or knowing um, how to choose a right career path. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have guest experts that come into the academy and like they'll teach on different topics as well. Basically, it's just your online resource to knowing how to manage your home and how to support you in every season of your life as you're doing that. 
Right. Wow. That is so, so, so amazing. And Dom has been nice enough to give us our own link over here at Brown Girl Bible. She is really blessing us because if you go to momonfire.co slash browngirlbible, you'll actually get $5 off of the monthly membership or $50 off of the yearly membership. She offers two different membership options, which I think is just amazing. So there's something for everyone. Um, And do you want to tell us about um, the pricing structure? Yeah, absolutely. So the great thing about the Academy is that it's literally, okay, so let's see, I'm a Starbucks girl. And I'd say that I probably go to Starbucks at least, I'm gonna say once a week. Same, literally same. Once a week, um, Mm -hmm. sometimes more, or let's say I'm going to Target and I'm putting an extra $20 in my cart. So for the price of $14 a month, you can cancel at any time. Um, you can join the Academy, but I don't think that you're going to want to cancel, quite honestly, once you yeah. get in, because it is so full of so many resources and just the um, knowledge that you're going to get and also the community. Um, for 14 bucks, literally three trips to Target, uh, three trips to Starbucks, one trip to Target, um, you can get access to all this information today. That is so amazing. So make sure, again, you go to momonfire.co slash Bible, and we'll link it below, of course. So make sure you do that. I'm literally signing up and I am not like getting it for free. Like I'm, I'm signing up. I literally just thought as we're recording this, like I actually want to gift this to one of my friends who's getting married um, in August as well. So just um, it's a good way to just kind of help other women and things like that. One of the questions that I had about the Academy because I saw the monthly membership and that's the one that I'm going to be doing. Um, But I was just wondering, like, why do I need like it monthly? I feel like, you know, can I jump in and just kind of do it for one month and get all the info and then jump out? But like, what, you know, I know you already mentioned like the amazing um, guest speakers, which is crucial. I'm super, super excited about that. But like, what else um, will help us with, um, like building this skill as an ongoing skill? Yes. So um, here's the thing. You can, you know, um, I don't know, you can buy a tool today and you can try to figure it out on your own. Or maybe you have hopped on YouTube and you have YouTubed how to clean my house or how to have an effective laundry Mm -hmm. uh, routine. But the thing about those videos is that you can't talk back to those people. (laughs) You can't talk to them because your scenario is going to be very different from their scenario or the next girl. Um, One thing that I forgot to mention is that we also do monthly table talks where you can complete an application and you can ask me a specific question having to do with your home. Because once again, we know that I may not manage my home the way that you do, or we have two different scenarios. Mm -hmm. So the great thing about the Academy is that we do also have a monthly table talk where you can ask your question and you and I will be on video able to dialogue back and forth about whatever um, situation that you may be dealing with, whatever challenge that you may have. Um, But the, the point of the monthly aspect of it all too is so that way I can actually walk with you. Um, I'm not going to say that this is easy. You know, learning Mm. how to manage your time is not just something that you wake up and know how to do, but it's something that you're going to have to daily, monthly, and even yearly 
practice. And I'm there to be able to walk with you through the journey. But let's say if you only decide to join the academy for one month or two months, you're only going to get one month or two months worth of value versus if you actually allowed me to walk with you month to month. Um, at least I recommend at least up to the year. Yeah. And no, that's crucial. Like I am seeing the value in, in this. And the thing is, I, you know, Dom, we're like, we kind of said before, we're similar. I'm very organized. I love to organize. Like, this is my, like, literally, like, that's kind of my natural bent. And even I really, really need help in this area. One of the biggest things I'm seeing why I think I would need some continual support. I was kind of just thinking about this as you were talking, but it's also like, as life changes come, like, I just had a baby. I'm a single mom. I just had a baby. This is my first baby. This transition is real. Like for the people listening who don't have kids or who are single or who are, you know, whatever your situation is, maybe, you know, you're transitioning from being a stay-at-home mom to uh, working outside of the home mom. Maybe you are transitioning from two children to four children. Um, one of my friends is pregnant with twins, you know. So, yeah, it's just a lot. You know, you get older. Um, you know, your home changes, you know, whatever. Or Yeah, even your you kids just, grow up and now yeah. they can take on different tasks, which means right. that you don't have to. You know, listen, I can't wait. I can't I wait. <laughs> so all of these reasons is why I like that ongoing community is just so, so important. So I'm like really, really pumped about that. So again, go to momonfire.co slash brown girl Bible. And it's not dot com. It's co dot co. Yes. And so, um, that is just so so exciting dom is there anything else that you kind of want to leave with us any like um yeah anything else you want to leave with us yeah no all i would say is that um man homemaking is so much more we talked about this but homemaking truly is so much more than having a cleaning routine it's so much more than that but it's really about opening yourself a bit making yourself available for god to use you to really release a taste of heaven um in your home and i would love um the opportunity to partner um with you ladies um on your homemaking journey and if now is not you know the best time to do that i'm sure um you'll come back around and i'll still be here waiting for you yes yes so remind us one more time of your socials and where we can find you online Absolutely. You can find me on Instagram at Dominique Bradbury. If you send me a DM right now, I will respond because I love, love, love talking to you ladies in there. Um, you can um, hit me up on there um, and you can also find out more about the Academy at mamafire.co forward slash brown girl Bible. Awesome. And of course, you guys know where you can find us at Brown Girl Bible underscore on Instagram. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, what what are you doing? Like what's going on at this point? You you're like you got to subscribe. So hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast. Of course, we suggest, you know, Apple. We're very Apple loyal over here. But, you know, whatever floats your little boat, do it. So. All right, guys, thank you so much. And check the show notes for all the details. Oh,